and welcome back to the kindling fire the kindling fire <laughs> welcome to the kindling fire my name is troy mangum this podcast is here to advance the revolution jesus started a revolution of the free the fire starters the troublemakers and the zealots i interview people who i think are awesome who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after jesus with their whole heart If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Hey, I hope you enjoyed those intros. That's actually my youngest daughter in the beginning, and the music is all produced by my youngest son as well. So it's a bit of a family affair. Looks like we made it. I don't know the rest of that song. It's a hundred episodes. I am so excited. I can't believe that I made it to a hundred episodes. That is just like... What? I'm so excited. Hey, look. Um, so, 100 episodes. I've been thinking about a bunch of stuff since I've been hitting that milestone. Like, uh, you know, just what what's this all about? You know, I've been getting very existential over here at the Kindling Fire. And, you know, one of the things that uh, you heard on the uh, intro that I... that uh, The old intro is I always quoted St. Ignatius, which is says, the glory of God is man fully alive. And I 100% believe that. But I've also been wondering, like, is, that mo- is there more, right? Is there more to what God wants to do? And, and I started to think back and about, you know, really the, you know, my reasons why. Why am I doing this, you know? Um, why do I continue to do this? You know, what, what is it that I am being motivated by? And one of the things that really has always, 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 always motivated me is the word revolution. In fact, when I was in high school, uh, I was actually voted most likely to start a revolution out of a high school uh, graduating class of like 700. Um, I marched to a beat of a different drum. I didn't dress like everybody else. I didn't listen to everybody else's music. I didn't really even go with the flow at all. Um, and, and so they were thinking, oh, you know, you were, you're, uh, you know, you're anti everything. So you're going to start a revolution. But, but there was something, there has always been something in me about justice and about, you know, setting things right. And I really started thinking about the show and like, well, Lord, you know, am I going after, you know, just self-actualization, you know, for my listeners that they really become alive and really get dialed into who they are in God? Or is there even more than that? And I think there is more than that. I actually think it's a stair step. So going from, from wounded and broken and clueless to alive and awake and, and walking in your full glory of your life that God has given you, that's not the end, 
right? I think that is also a stair step. And then the next stair step would be sort of the revolution that comes when a whole community of people are alive and awake and, and working together um, to, to push back the kingdom of darkness, to advance the kingdom of light, to, to advance what Jesus wants to do in the world in every area of society. You know, that's the revolution I'm going after. And, and it, it is that stair step or progression, right, from clueless and broken and, and wounded and stuck to free and, and alive and full of faith and full of life, but you don't end there. Like, there is a world to be reached, right? And, uh, and one of the things that John Wesley famously said was that if you set yourself on fire, the world will come around and watch you burn. And there is a otherness to the calling of God. Uh, another thing that I've heard um, that was so revolutionary to me when I was a younger Christian was something called uh, the top line, bottom line of the Abrahamic covenant. That sounds very religious, but it's very powerful. Um, in Genesis 12, it says, Jesus said, I'm sorry, God said to Abraham, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. And one of the things that is very true about church, uh, at least in the West, is pretty much every Bible story and almost every sermon is about, I will bless you, the first half or what they call the top half of the Abrahamic covenant. I will bless you. But why does God bless us financially, relationally, emotionally, um, mentally? You know, why does God bless us? So that we can be a blessing. So that, and if you look at any of the stories, I mean, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did it end with them being rescued? No. Does every sermon end with them being rescued? Yes. It ends with the king declaring to the entire land that he was responsible for that the one true God that, that, um, that Meshach, uh, Abednego, and Daniel served, I'm sorry, Rachak, Meshach, and Abednego served, uh, was the one true God for the whole land. And so there was a major revival and outbreak of, of truth because of that result, and that was what God was doing. That was the bottom line of the Abrahamic covenant. Um, uh, think about with David and Goliath. Right, I mean, there was a declaration to the to to the Philistines that no, God is uh, not just going to protect us, but He is declaring to the Philistines, we are stronger than your gods. And so, you know, one of the things about that I want to be start shifting the show is, um, or at least in my my motivation. Um, I don't know that I will distinctly shift it other than the conversations that I have, but it's really about what is the revolution God is wanting to start through you? Uh, this story that, that I tell is, is a sad story. Um, it's not a tragic story, but it's a sad story. When I was young in the Lord, there was a, a, a man, I'm sorry, a, a guy that I knew that was a friend of mine. And he really, really had a heart for a Big Brother program. He had his heart broke for the fatherless kids in the inner city, and he was like, "Man, we need to start a Big Brother program." Well, guess wasn't guess what wasn't on our short list in our church starting a Big Brother program? So guess what never started 
a Big Brother program through this guy. And it broke my heart because our church at the time was a little bit more about, you know, here are the things that we're doing. We need you to show up and do the things we're doing, right? Which is a lot of churches. And I'm not a church basher by any means, but I've been in church a long time, and there's a lot of churches like that. Here's our agenda. We need people to fit the agenda, right? We need volunteers for the agenda. We, we're not really interested in what, you know, you got going on with God other than if you fit into the agenda. We'd love to have you because we need more volunteers, you know. And, and that is not God's heart, right? So God's heart was he wanted a big brother program. He was calling that guy to a big brother program, but we were also young at the time, and there was nobody around us that kind of recognized, oh, that's the calling of God in your life. Let's get behind it and do something with it. And so, uh, fortunately, I've, you know, since, you know, running communities now where, um, you know, they really are more about the calling of God that God is calling the individuals to, and, and it's collectively the church, but then it has this exponential. This is the thing that I'm so passionate about when it comes to revolution. There's an exponential nature of Jesus that he wants to explode on the earth. He doesn't want to add things to the earth. He wants to exponentially grow on the earth. Now, what's so funny is that if you've been around church culture long enough, one of the things that you'll hear about church growth and things like that is that um, God wants to exponentially grow a church in the, in the sense that everybody is like exponentially behind a single vision and a single goal and a single ministry or single, you know, handful of ministries. Whereas I think what God is more interested in is the exponential growth of the creative God calling on each individual that exponentially grows outside of the church. And we still are a community as a church, but it doesn't mean that every boat in that church is rowing in the same direction other than to give God glory. But, you know, the, the shape of the paddle, the shape of the boat, the, uh, the, you know, other than giving God glory, that boat may be going in all kinds of different directions. And I think that's the exponential nature of growth of God. It's not something you corral, it's something you release. And so, um, you, you know, one of the things that I've been, been feeling, um, you know, is this desire to really mobilize you guys uh, to really have faith for the revolution that Jesus is wanting to start through you. Like there are ministries and businesses and families and people to be reached, and God is empowering and instilling in you everything that you need to do that. Now, you don't have to do it alone. We do it all together, and you and God will bring along others that He is calling towards that same direction as well. Um, and I just wrote down a definition of mobilize. Uh, to mobilize is to awaken, excite, inspire, provoke, stimulate, galvanize, and encourage groups of people towards a specific direction. And in my particular case, I'm mobilizing you and want you to move towards the direction that God is calling you into. You know, I'm changing our tagline. I was reading an Erwin McManus book, uh, kind of rereading a book called The Barbarian Call, which is one of my favorite books. And there was a phrase he had in there that just it just jumped out at me, and it, and it said, advancing the revolution Jesus started, and it was in the context of something else, but that phrase stuck with me, and that's what I want the kindling fire to be about. Jesus started a revolution. It was a revolution of misfits, broken people, not the popular kids, 
Um, not the person that has it all together. It's the revolution of the called. And I want to be a part of advancing that revolution to where Jesus started it with you, and and I want you. I want to be a voice of encouragement. That's another thing that you'll hear me say, is I've really felt from the Lord that He called me as a part of this whole podcast. What I felt like the Lord, and I put this in my ebook if you've ever signed up for that, which is basically He said to me. You know, when, when the Israelites were about to go in the land and, and they went and spied it out and it looked really difficult and it looked like, look, it's not going to happen, they came back, there were 12 spies that came back, and the first spy, you know, Moses said, what do you think? And the first spy to speak up and says, we can do it with God, we can do it, was Caleb. And he was older, he was one of the older guys. And then Joshua, who was a younger guy, said, yeah, me too, I believe what he said. You know, I believe we can do it too. And now there were just two. And those were the only two that stood up and said, I think we can do it with God. And then the rest of them had all these reasons why they were going to get killed and awful things were going to happen. And it was, you know, God was, you know, had evil intended for them clearly because it looked so difficult. And they discouraged the entire community who eventually all died wandering in the wilderness. Whereas Caleb and Joshua were the only two that actually got to see the fulfillment of that promise. That's a long, I'm being long-winded there, but the Lord basically said to me, I want you to be the voice of Caleb in people's lives that says, with me they can. And I felt like the Lord was saying, there's so many discouraging voices, right? You don't, you didn't go to seminary. You haven't proven yourself enough. You know, he was faithful with little, stays in the parking lot forever and ever until you die, parking cars at church. You know, it's like, look, and I'm sorry, that's a little pet peeve of mine <laughs> for men. I, I mean, people need to park cars at church, but, but, but man, you know, that is not motivated man. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that is not going to get a man fired up. To start a revolution, you know that that's sort of like it just another whatever. I'm sorry, that's a soapbox for me. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, where was I going? Oh, just being a voice that basically said, "With God, you can. With God, we can." And that's what I felt like the Lord was trying to tell me is, "Hey, be that voice." And I know if you're a parking attendant for a church, I'm not encouraging you, so I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, just God bless me. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to offend in that way. Um, but uh, but there's more. That's that's the point there. And you know, one of the things that I have a real passion about is I feel like you know, kind of kind of screaming across the the churches in the world. You know, um, free the pews. You know, let God's creative intent to reach the world be let free. Hear God through the people. You know, one of the things that I think as a, as a leader, you need to hear what God is doing in the people. Now, they might not be ready and they may be immature, but that does not mean they are not called. That does not mean that they don't need somebody to come alongside and kind of help them along, but it, they definitely don't need somebody to come along and say, well, you know, you're immature, or why would God call you to that, or and throw cold water on them, which so much it feels like uh, people, you know, that's their experience of Christianity is people throwing cold waters on all their ideas all the time. And so I really have a passion to, like, 
you know, let God's people go, you know, let them be released into the things of God, because that's really where the creative ministry happens. And and I really try to find those people that are really doing stuff out of the box, um, because it always has a, a fingerprint of God on it, you know, and it's usually not done through a series of, you know, a thousand committees giving approval, you know, saying, okay, yes, you know, we believe this is from God. It's usually them and maybe a handful saying, I believe this is from God, and everybody else is saying, I think you're crazy. <laughs> so um, so I, I really, you know, I, I want that the disenfranchised to feel the empowerment of the Holy Spirit because that is God's heart. You know, another thing um, in just this 100th episode, you know, as I'm getting older, one of the things that I'm starting to realize is that I believe too little. Like, like my faith needs to ex- exponentially grow to believe God for more, in more in every sense of the word, um, in my family, in my life, in, in my community, for my friends, you know, just believing God for more. And, 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 I, and I am stirred by people that I admire, and it's like, you know, my faith is still so domesticated and, and so many of your faith is domesticated, and I want you to go on that journey where God is releasing wild faith to us, wild favor, you know, things that we are, would uh, only dream that are even possible, God is starting to release. And so I think on this 100th episode, you know, one of the things I want to pray, and I will pray for you guys is that uh, the Lord really starts to stir those next steps, not only really stirs the big dreams and the next steps. So why don't I just start praying for that? Lord, God, I pray for every listener, every man, woman, and teenager listening in Jesus' name, and I ask right now that you would anoint them with dreams, large, God-sized, amazing dreams, that includes not just them, but their kids and their wife or their husband or their, or their parents or their grandkids. Or Lord, God, really give, release dreams right now of your heart of what could be. And God, I pray that there would be an encouragement and encouraged by the Holy Spirit released right now in Jesus' name to take those steps. To, to start to voice the things that, God, you have put in people's heart that they are so afraid to talk about because it just sounds so crazy or, or, or they're afraid of where it could lead them. And, and God, I pray right now in Jesus' name, break fear off of their life, break small-mindedness off of their life, and maybe they be released into the greater things of God. Lord, I want to thank you, God, for the kindling fire being a part of the the puzzle in some people's lives. And I just pray right now, anoint it even more. God, give it even more favor, Lord God, that there would be people that would come on that would be right, just the right people to help these listeners, Lord, take those next steps. And for me to take those next steps, Lord, uh, you are so faithful. You are so amazing. It is so crazy what you can accomplish, Lord, in such a short window of time. Uh, I love you so much, Lord. Thank you. And I just give you this whole show and I give you all of it, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name, on this 100th episode, I'm out. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. 
There you can learn how you can join the Firestarters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.